You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. This is a very special episode of the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. There's only two of us, or is there? Perhaps a secret third participant joins at the end of the show. What do we talk about, John? So many things. We talk about Twitter and the Twitter 90S feed. We talk about Intel Extreme Master Katowice. We talk about League of Legends versus Hockey, other similar and not. We talk about the Montreal versus Tampa Bay brand new rivalry. Obama, President of the United States of America, appears with Shane Smith on Vice. And then we talk about uh, the Triple H video by Max Landis. I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. And then we talk about for real literature, like Princess Bride and Ready Player One. Yep. And then we have a very special moment. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but that special moment involves Dawson's Creek. It's true. <laughs> All You're this and more. Dawson's Creek, you guys. Do we? Yep. What's special about today? Special Keith? because we're starting to talk about Dawson's Creek. We could we could kick it off with Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I was going to say that it was special because our artists have abandoned us. It's true. We have uh, hold on, hold on. But we could be artists. We are artists in a way. We well, there's proof of it. There's well, a comic that we drew together on the <laughs> website. The one with the one that you drew of me farting. Yeah, no, but there was also the one that we shared the art with Scott. Remember? Oh, yeah. Where you drew a shitty picture and then took a photo of it with your camera and then was like, here's Sophie. I was like, I was trying to do the right thing to be like, what are the correct dimensions uh-huh. of the piece that you scan so that it fits in yeah, or whatever? But they're, they're just going to fix that in post. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I was like, I, I shall play the artiste. Uh-huh. And then you were like, I took a photo of a pen drawing with a camera. Here you go, fix it. I brought out my markers. I, f- I feel like it totally fit in, though. Yeah. Like, honestly. I, I don't know. It works. And I mean, like, I, I would say that, like, on the scale of definitely, like, hand-drawn art, uh-huh. it goes, like, Sophie Scott, me, then you. Like, I do. That's no question. I rank yeah. myself above you. And I'm not, I'm not like, like up there for. I'm, like, a distant for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, like I, I drew, <clears throat> like, I took art classes and whatever in Dawson, and I used to draw a lot. I used to draw a lot of, like, graffiti-style stuff right, and whatever. Right. So I was, like, I was never very good, but I was, like, like, I was, like, sat down and, like, tried to make drawing art. <laughs> like, for fun. Like, yeah. not out of, like, necessity, like, on a D&D board or something. Right. <laughs> John does art out of necessity. Yeah. In the form of map drawing. Quote, unquote, necessity for my weekly Dungeons yeah. & Dragons games. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so... We Back so, to Dawson's Creek. We really want to go to Dawson's Creek. I don't know, man. You were fucking talking about this before, and you yeah, were like, guys, say, this, this is, is a, serious. This is, this is our go-to. This is our, like... This is what we were going to save the show if we ran out of stuff to Dawson's talk Dawson's Creek was going to save the show? Yeah, exactly. We've descended okay, to We're not going to start it off. There was a okay. big... There was a big... A big thing. I came in and I said there's a big thing, and you're about to say there's a big thing. Are we going to talk about the same I, big I thing? I don't know, because I saw a thing, because I like, I like to... Uh, if, if you are not aware, listener, mm-hmm. if you ever see 9to5 on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, it's just me. Like, I Fact. manage our social media <laughs> experience. Right. And I've been really, I've been trying to, like, be super more active on Twitter. And our Twitter followers are now upping our Facebook followers, which is exciting because huh. our followers on Twitter aren't actually friends of ours. <laughs> <laughs> which almost all of our Facebook but, followers but are. But at the same time, like, following someone on Twitter is just, like, 
Oh, it's trivial. Like, yeah. I, I find it, like, super funny, actually, when people are kind of like, when you look at these people that have, like, a thousand followers, yeah. and then they have, but they follow a thousand people. Like, that's one of the big ways to get followers on Twitter, is you just follow following yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, someone yeah. follows you, you follow back. It's right. kind of like, it's kind of a, almost like an unspoken thing. Like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if that's the actual rule, but I feel like that if a webcomic follows us... We should follow. We back. should follow them back. You right. Know? Like, yeah. I was like, we are stats for each other. But at I think the nine to five account follows three hundred people, and we have two hundred something followers. Okay. Like roughly, and at that level, my feed is like incomprehensible. Like I, I kind of break it up into lists of like web comics and like huh. whatever else like that. So I have it kind of divided up on. Is Tweet there Deck. a Twitter app that like lets you set that up? Which yeah, ones yeah, you're there's a, get? there's a there's a Chrome app called TweetDeck, which is really cool. You just load it, launch it from Chrome, and okay. you can set all your different things. So like that's kind of that's cool, but it's like but like at 300 people, I need to manage that. Otherwise, I'll never see your tweet. Like I huh. can't be like web comics. Uh, like I won't see your fucking t- like if you're not nine to five, right? And you are in a list of 300 people and you're like new comic up it'll just be like there it goes tuk, 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 tuk. like Jeez. there's like do with... all th- i guess with 300 of them if they're like putting up each one or two tweets a day that's still like possibly 600 freaking tweets updates a day yeah, to look at yeah exactly. that's crazy and so when you see these people with like who follow 10,000 people i'm like they're what not is that following i was like what does that mean <laughs> i was like yeah. I don't give a shit don't give a shit about your followers well in- unless it's like like i don't know fucking Kanye West or something who has like 40 guys hired for him to maintain his social media. Yeah, 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 Whatever. I'm always kind of impressed when... And I mean, when like mid-star, mid-card stars... What's a mid-card Like, you? what's a mid-card? Like, for instance, I tweeted out on Monday that my like my jam for this morning was... Uh, I can't remember the name. It's super long. It's like Future Wave Sound 7, Sound of whatever. Okay. DJ Qbert disc. I was like, I'm listening to DJ Qbert this morning. It's my fucking jam. And like, Qbert didn't retweet or nothing but like favorited it and i was like i cannot imagine that dj Kubert is like a big enough star to have someone managing his twitter like yep. he's a fucking he's probably having his coffee somewhere he's like hey somebody likes my disc yeah exactly someone's yeah. listening to my disc from 1997 <laughs> 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 it's my jam too <laughs> exactly that yeah. is quite an older mix that i have made and i'm just sort of like i'm like huh i like like there's kind of like that little like little like star point that goes off in your head to be yeah, like yeah. oh i like Someone acknowledged my existence. So where was I going with this? So yeah, Dawson's social media. Creek? Nope, nope, that's coming later. <laughs> <laughs> the S episode is the one where we might talk about Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, there was a big gaming tournament this weekend. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. That wasn't? No. But wasn't there like a big giant gaming tournament? No, the really weekend? important thing that happened was fucking Shane Smith from Vice News interviewed oh, yeah, Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah, yeah. That was, also that saw was that. pretty big. But if you want to talk about IOM Katowice, you could talk about that. I don't know anything about it, okay, but I assume what happened? that you would. Yes, the Intel I just, I just Extreme saw, Masters. I just saw videos of being like, doo, 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 and showing people fucking like cheering and then people standing up from computers and like waving arms and whatever yeah. and then cutting to the crowd and more cheering. I, I saw I watched a, uh, I think it was like, there's like one of those like on the tweet deck thing, little videos, like embedded videos, like play if you click them. Yeah. And I watched a full 30 seconds to be like, this looks like they're trying to make it real. And then I stopped watching. Well, so was it a, was it a big deal? Is it like one of the biggest ones? It's, it's one of the bigger like LAN 
I don't, I don't know 100%. I don't really follow anything about this with the exception of the League of Legends content. Yeah. But um, as far as I understand it, it's like started off sort of as like a like a LAN party kind of deal. Right. And then um, IEM is like the Intel Extreme Master. So they were doing professional gaming before League of Legends came on the scene. So there's like Quake and StarCraft and whatever. There's like a bunch of tournaments and IEM does a series. And I think they're all... Or they're like mostly invitational. You can okay. do like smaller regional tournaments to earn points to get buy-ins to to go to the okay. the like big events. And then Katowice, I think, is the world finals for a whole bunch of the events. So it's okay. like this colossal weekend long, uber nerd fucking gaming land party. But like whatever, if you have three hundred thousand people there. I don't know how many people show up to these things. I don't know. The crowds looked pretty fucking big. It was huge, like like, like arena sized for the, especially the grand final type stuff. And yeah. I know that apparently the CS:GO tournament had something like eight hundred thousand people watching it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like it's it's big fucking deal. Um, and, and like if you think there's eight hundred thousand viewers, that's a lot of money in advertising that gets oh, chucked yeah. around. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The league stuff, I'm pretty sure it was invitational. They took like the best player, the best teams from every different yeah, region. Yeah, it's not the the, the official tournament for no. the league, right? So no. it's just it's more like, I guess like the hockey World Cup, I suppose. Like I don't yeah. know, or I don't know. It's just like it's something that's not the Stanley Cup. Like it it does happen every year, and people are pretty competitive about it. But it's not the thing that people are really playing for. Yeah, kind of. And, and actually, it's weird. It, it, there is no analogy for it in hockey. Like, imagine if the if. There, the Stanley, or, or like the NHL, mm-hmm. as an organization, maintained a league in Southeast Asia, a league in Korea, a yeah. league in Europe, and a league in North America, yeah. and they were all independent of each other, except for these wacky one-off tournaments like this one, where yeah. it becomes a world tournament, and then they just have like invitational teams. Yeah, from... but that, that's pretty much, in the springtime, while the yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs are happening, there's the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. The World Cup of Hockey is invitational to the NHL to the KHL, to whatever. Yeah. Like, all you need to be is a, 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 something identified by the IIHF as a pro hockey player. Yeah. It's, like, quasi-invitational. Okay. But, I mean, basically, if you're an NHL or a KHL player and you want to play in it, you can. Huh. And this is, like, a tournament that runs at the same time as the Stanley Cup, so a lot of the best players aren't even there. Yeah. When teams get bounced from the Stanley Cup final, some of their players will go over to the World Cup. So, you I mean, know. it's just... It, yeah. like, if, if that tournament happened at another time in the NHL, you'd have this tournament, which, again, like I said, it's not for the Stanley Cup, but it's still kind of serious and pretty competitive. Well, I guess what the difference is, it sounds like you you don't go as like the Montreal Canadiens yeah. to the, the yeah, World exactly. Cup. You go as like whatever. Yeah. Well, imagine if you did, right? Well, yeah, because that's because in league you go as a team as opposed to a player, right? What I mean, but but, but imagine imagine if like you know um, the. The, the the different regions each developed their own play styles yeah, yeah. that were very very distinct yeah. and you would like constantly have the fans of each region shitting on the fans of the other region being like no 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 Europe is shit right now all other teams can't participate yeah, against yeah. whatever you get this whole like international you're do rivalry thing too, but really with just Russia Canada and US yeah the only three countries that can really make hockey players and I guess now there's Finland and like yeah. Sweden and stuff but they, like but they, they're never gonna field their own their full own team that is gonna participate at the same level. Maybe it's like the Olympics. Yeah. Kind of like the Olympics. If the if the riot tournaments are like the Stanley Cup, <laughs> this is kind of like the Olympics. Maybe. Anyway, the, the Olympics is super intense and like and again and you're very you're like you're fighting for a different thing. Anyway, whatever. The super exciting part. Well, this of, would be like I got it. Okay. This would be like Goddamn. when the Montreal Canadiens in the 40s like went to a world championship. As the Montreal Canadiens. That's amazing. Yeah, and won. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, or maybe it was the 30s or whatever, but it's like the Montreal Canadiens went to an international tournament. Okay. But I, I kind of feel like if, like, more or less any. 
proper NHL team went to a world tournament where they were facing off against other teams that were like assembled by a, of a mix of players. Like, what did they so. dominate? The the like the 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 amount of like know how of always playing with the same guys doesn't create a an unsurmountable advantage. It depends on the country. Like I feel that like for instance, if like like Team Canada could probably destroy any NHL team. Really? Like there's just so much talent on Team uh, Canada. I same guess. thing with Team USA. Same thing with Team Russia. Like it's just like the NH, especially if they did like a tournament style. Like the NHL team might have like the jump out of the coaching and the training, but then like. Eventually, it's going to happen that your fourth liners on the NHL are playing against the fourth liners of like Team Canada or Team Russia, and right. the fourth liners of Team Canada and Team Russia are still top liners in any other team in the NHL. Right, you know, it's like right. there's just not the same depth. There might be better coaching and better training, yeah. but the depth just isn't there. Where every single solitary player on an international team is a star. It's interesting. You're never going to run into that with like a league thing because there's only five players. You yeah. don't need to have like subs and backups, although that'd you do. Be, but that'd be kind of cool, actually, though. If like if somehow there was like like multiple games and like points accrued, so you'd have to have like, like backup say, teams. Say there had to be like three games played at the same time of league, uh-huh. right? And you'd so you'd have to have like essentially a fifteen man team. But obviously, like since that would like do it in pro hockey, whatever, like that dilutes the talent pool. You'd yeah. have to have like B and C guys on your team. You're trying to match up against the other team's B and C guys who are like, you want to get your better matchups. You don't want to go and like put your A guys against their A guys. You kind of want to try to find their B guys. Sneak them around. Mixing your lineup and shit. That would kind of be fun. Anyway, this one was very interesting (laughs) because for the first time in like years, a Korean team did not win. Okay. Actually, an American team won. And um, these guys have been like an organization that's been around since league started having a competitive scene. So is it, is it DP mid or whatever the fucking name is? I, I don't know. You don't just know mumbled it, some fucking. I don't know. <laughs> you 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 always drop like two names of American League teams that you're like a fan of. Well, I'm not really a fan of these guys, but it's Team Solo Mid. Solo Mid. I said DP Mid. <clears throat> yeah. You... Okay. Double penetration <clears throat> Mid. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because Solo Mid is the ultimate badassdom in fucking league, tip typically, right? Like the position. If you're soloing the middle thing, you're like, eh, I'm a badass. Well, the the the, the like middle lane is always played solo, but okay. it's usually the the one who is like that. That is. The... It's like the That's playmaker. Your star player, yeah, the right. star player, playmaker type of guy. So, yeah, anyway, they won, which was like gigantic. Everybody flipped their shit. Okay. And um, what's kind of crazy is that the Korean teams, or the, like, they played, I think they played one Korean team and knocked them out. And then the worst team in China mm-hmm. kicked out the best team in Korea. Crazy. So was it like a fluke though, or like our analysts like? Well, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying that it was just like the Korean team just had like a super bad game, while the Chinese team were just like on fire for whatever yeah, yeah. reason. And it's a best of three, so it's not like you can totally say they just whatever. And then when TSM went up against the Chinese team, they three and owed them. Like it was just yeah. like, and, and and all the people were there ahead of it, being like, yeah, they beat Korea, but. It was like such a fluke. Yeah, there's yeah. no way they can keep it up, and there's no way they're going to go on. And I was sitting there like, I would bet a thousand dollars right now that TSM three knows them. And then, of course, you they should did. have. I should have. I like I, at the end, I was like, I'm an idiot. I fucking should should have made that bet online. Like, yeah, exactly. It probably yeah. wouldn't have been a huge payout, but it was like almost almost a sure thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was Katowice. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fun. Like to it, super super high production value, like. I don't know what else there is to say about that. It's a it's a bunch of people playing video games on the internet. Yeah, the yeah. the like, do they show like hey, do they show like replays and stuff? Do they absolutely. Ever, they show slow mo. Yes, absolutely. They, they're like they they also have like 
when they when they're doing like there's commentators of course for every match. It's always like one guy who's like more analysty and one guy who's more like hypey. Yeah, yeah. And so you have like the hypey guy talking while they're showing at full speed, and they go in the replay and the analysty guy color and play by play. I know, man. In the announced game. It was it was uh, so they got that going on, and then after that, after a game ends, they go to the analyst desk where they have like the panel. Yeah, but but it's cool because they'll have like pro players, and then they'll also have pro. Uh, coaches sometimes they have yeah. on there because all the teams have coaches. Whatever it's, they, uh, they did the same thing in hockey, man. Well, I know, but they this know, is but all saying, taken like, like, from they, hockey. Exactly, they're they're like they're just like they've taken the like the pro sports model that they're yeah. doing in NHL, NFL, NBA, whatever else like that. Where you're like when they go to the panel, there's usually like a guy who's like moderating it, and there's usually a couple of former stars, or yeah. I guess in the, there's probably like current stars in this one or whatever because just who aren't playing. Yep. Yeah. And a couple coaches, old coaches or whatever, or current coaches, like if they can get them, like, and then they like analyze the play. Yep. And they draw little circles. And they point little arrows. They, they do that. that. They, they do, do that. that. Oh man, yeah, so funny, isn't it? It's adorable. Like I said, I feel that, and I guess I, I guess you do get it on the player. It's the 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 thing that always blows my mind about the 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 the, the recaps of like pro video game sports. Okay, is like. That you don't see the emotion on the character during the replay. Like, you only see it on the player later. Like, which I find is, like, this weird, like, disconnect. Like, you see, like, this guy, like, doing this, like, pre-programmed little, like... Animation. Little animation thing, and, like, puts his fist down, and a little explosion comes out of him. But that was the exact right time, and you see everybody's like, Whoa! Yeah, and, and there's like, a crowd in the background that starts flipping out. Yeah, exactly, but you're like, but he... Like, the little sprite did not do anything exemplary in any way. It was just, like, the timing of that little sprite. That everybody understands who's watching the game, presumably, yeah. that that was a badass they, thing. They've started putting, like, in front of, or on the on the monitor of every computer that the players are playing on, there's a camera facing them. So you have, like, yeah. very, very good headshots. And they try, when they're doing replays of stuff, to show the actual player's face while he's yeah, doing yeah. stuff. I'm sure and most of the time they're stone-faced. Like, the, a lot of the time oh, they're probably... Oh, man, not at all. There's some, like, some, yeah, the Korean guys are often very, like, like, yeah. like completely stone-faced. But you... you you have some like, and I, I believe I'm going to quote the line exactly perfectly. This guy named Dyrus, who's always like, he's the team solo mids top lane player. Generally, yeah. the top lane you're supposed to be like super dependable, super like you play tanky characters, and your job is to to kind of like hide out for most of the game and then show up towards the end of it very strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're he, just like mining and like resources, and whatever, and pumping up your dude, and then like yeah, kind like of. Anyway, so he has one where he's, like, super stone-faced. There's all this shit going on. He's getting, like, hammered by the enemy team. They're ganking him all day. Yeah. And then he fucking wins, like, a 2v3 or a 1v3 encounter or something. And you can see him. He just, like, explodes. And he's like, get fucked, you motherfucker. And because it's, like, <laughs> such a clean shot on yeah. his face, like, it's so distinct. You can see, yeah. get fucked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. said, like, that, that's, like, again, like, like the whole hockey thing. It's yeah. just, like, like, you're always, like, trying to lip-read in the box to see, like, what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 for you're sure. sort of, like, how much swearing is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so much swearing, so much cussing. Fucking hockey players are just got cussing all the time. Yep. There was I was gonna say this is I guess this is like current enough because this is gonna go up on Thursday. Uh-huh. Monday night's hockey game, the Montreal Canadiens against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is like quickly developing into like a major Eastern Conference like rivalry. Essentially, they're now okay. they're basically they're like they're bouncing around in the the two teams within the top four in the East, and they're definitely bouncing around top one for Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And, like, what I suppose, like, kicked off the rivalry was when Montreal swept them in the playoffs last year. Yep. So it was I like Montreal-Tampa yeah. Bay, and it was like, one, two, three, four. Goodbye, yeah. Tampa Bay. Playoffs hope over. To Tampa Bay's credit, they didn't actually have their starting goaltender yep. in Nets, but, I mean, like, they still shouldn't... Like, a starting goaltender is not necessarily 
going to be the only reason you lost. Like Montreal just like hammered them. Is the word dumpstered? Dumpstered? Yeah, we we dumpstered. That's sweep. You always say sweep. Whatever. You're like get the brooms. Okay. Like that's the that's yep. the hockey is get yeah, the brooms. I, I got gotcha. you. Swept and whatever. Anyway, so but at the same time. Like Tampa Bay has like more or less made Montreal their like their bitch this season. I seem to remember season. watching a couple of games with Tampa there Bay. Was like we had se- like two shots in the third. There was like, like a seven one game, yeah. I think, early on in the season, which was like a fucking trap. Yeah, they got our number. So they like they ripped up Montreal the first time. They like handily beat Montreal the second time. Yeah. They played to a tie that they lost that Montreal again lost in shootouts the third time. Yeah. This was their fourth meeting. So obviously, like they're like it's kind of like it's it's really been like they were talking about the two teams. They were like it's really like boiled into a rivalry, kind of like faster than usual. And I mean, it's also been the first time in a long time where Montreal and Tampa are both competitive at the same time. Yeah, I, I was gonna say people. I've heard people saying this season that like it's the Montreal versus Toronto rivalry, but Montreal just shits all over Toronto, so it's not really much of a rivalry. Yeah, exactly. It, like, but it's like so. This is like more of yeah. an immediate rivalry. There's also a couple weird things. Like apparently, once last February during a TV break. Brandon Prust and the starting goaltender of the Tampa Bay Lightning like nearly got into a fist fight over some shit. Yeah, and you're like, this is Brandon Prust who he wrote a blog on the internet, which was kind of interesting because Prust is like an energy player who is kind of like goonsy and stuff, and yeah. he wrote like kind of like the defense of the hockey goon, which okay. a lot of people have said before. It's like, oh, like we need to police ourselves. Like the penalties don't always go that way. Yeah. If someone does something dirty. You know, you need to, like, stick up for it. And that's really not the interesting thing, what he said. Okay. The interesting thing, what he said, is he was like, when we were playing the New York Rangers, I'm friends with Henrik Lundqvist. I understand what my role is on the team. I'm going to try to crash into Henrik Lundqvist as hard as I can within the rules. Right. I'm literally, if I, he's like, maybe I'll hurt him, maybe I won't, I know I'll get his, get, get him off his game. And he's like, if I'm thinking that way on the player, on the, like, on the team, there's at least a guy thinking that way on every other team. Sure. I need to watch out for that guy. Absolutely. Like so it's it's not like it's kind of like an you rarely see that other that other side of it where the goons like, yeah, I'm looking for the cheap play. Like you don't usually see guys admit that. Did, did he say cheap play or did he say like just hit him as hard as I can within the rules? Because there's a big difference between the He two. also talked about broken breaking a guy's arm. He's like, I took a swing at him yeah. to like deter him and like broke his arm. And it was a guy I knew and was like I knew I knew took, I was Wait a minute, took a swing at him like with the like stick. Like slashing. He's like Whoa. I knew I was doing a penalty. And he's yeah. like a, almost he's like a lot of penalties, you know they're going to be penalties. You're hoping they don't notice whatever. He's like right. I it's like I swung hard enough to break his arm. Right. Like that is a thing that can happen in a hockey game. Yeah. I yeah. knew I was swinging a stick at a guy's arm. I wasn't necessarily Did intent- he actually break it? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, broke okay. the guy's arm. He's like I wasn't intending to break his arm. Yeah. I was intending on hitting his fucking hand and like making it sore. Right. Like that's like, but I broke his arm. Like, that's what can happen in a hockey game. And if I'm looking for those plays, like, and he's not even, like, the dirtiest player in hockey kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's just, like, kind of a goonsy guy that plays on the Montreal Canadiens. Anyway, so the Habs had two weird goals against them. So the Tampa Bay was up 2 nothing, And then Brendan Press decided he was, like, a crazy person and, like, basically completed a body check against Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop being, being the, the goaltender. The goal t- Whoa, that's bad. <laughs> Which is not a thing you can do. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally, like, if you look at the rules ever since, like, I think it was like the 90s or whatever, like, if you hit a goaltender, like, in any way, it's goaltender interference. Right. Basically, it's like a crease outside of crease. Whatever, Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. like, you cannot. Did so, he do it on purpose or was it a. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, okay. it's super stupid. Like, yeah. Ben Bishop goes back and, like, Press is like, I'm just going to finish my check. Like, the <laughs> goaltender. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? So Come the on, game buddy. blows yeah. up. There's like, he gets into a fight. 
Like, Gallagher gets into a fight. Press gets into another fight. But in the meantime, like, Habs, like, rallied two goals and had, like, a couple breakaways. Oh, my God. And okay. then it was, like, it turned out, ended up ending 4-2. But it was, like... For Tampa? Like, no, yeah, for Tampa. Okay. So, Tampa... and But it was 3-2 and they went the net. So, then they pulled the oh, goal. Yeah, and, like, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. the fourth yeah. goal. It was, like, really a 3-2 game. Every time you hear a 4-2, you know what that's what happens. Oh, yeah. Like two, two goal games are often because of an empty net yeah, goal, right? right. And it was like, but like Montreal had good pressure, matched them for shots, matched them for whatever else like that. So, it's so like, that puts Tampa 4-0, one of which was an OT. Or yes. shootouts. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So we really don't want to necessarily play them in the playoffs. or But we've been getting better against them, which I guess is like... <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty bad. It's good for us. Well, like yeah. this is the first time we had them like tied on shots. Right. So it's like we actually like answered them in terms of play and two of their four goal i mean one of them was an empty net and two of them were fucking was like super stupid like one of them was it like bounced off of markov's body and then went into the net yeah, yeah. which is like kind of like you nothing do, and yeah. the other one was like max patch went for like a back pass but then just basically put it on steven stamkos like multiple rocket richard goal scoring winner steven stamkos <laughs> yeah stick so he's just alone in the zone so it's just like an all of a sudden one-on-one breakaway with like stamkos versus price which is like price could save those but like there's also, like, he's one of the best shooters in the NHL. Like, he's right. just as likely to score kind of thing. Like, you can't give, like, one of the best goal scorers in the game just, like, here's the puck, bud. Like, completely undeterred. Like, not even – you didn't even need to, like – usually on a breakaway, the guy's going, like, full speed ahead because, yeah. like, it's, it's a breakaway. But, like, he didn't even need to be going full speed he's ahead. He just standing like, there. He had all the time. Like, play was going one way, and then he just picked it off and was going the other. If you had to put it to anybody, like, let's say Tampa Bay meets Montreal in the first round. Tampa Bay all the way? Probably. Like, yeah. I would be very hard-pressed to, like, fucking bet on the Habs against Tampa Bay after the... What that sucks. For? What are you looking for? Are you like, looking around? No. <laughs> You're, like, staring around. I was like, what, is it, like, a TV turn on or something? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but you never... Not to say, you like, you always say, like, you never know, but it's like... But based on their more recent performances, mm-hmm. it'd be a bit of a better series, but, like, as it stands right now... I think Brandon Press should crash into Ben Bishop. <laughs> a little less. <laughs> or more. Yeah. Like, to try to hurt him, because we beat them really easily without him. How bad was the penalty? Just two minutes? Uh, they don't give it worse? Yeah, yeah, it's just if it's on interference. Okay. It's not like worse or whatever if it's on purpose. It's just straight goaltender interference or whatever. Right. Like Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Hockey time. Playoff season. is always very exciting. I know, dude. It's coming. And so, did you watch the the Shane Smith? I did. It was actually pretty short. It was less than 20 minutes, Yeah, I saw it. It was like 15 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't get around to watching it. I thought it was really good. Like, the, um, so he set it up at first. I don't know if all of the questions were brought from the internet, but he said at the start, like, when we found out we were going to get to sit down with you, we, like, put a bunch, we put, set online, like, hey, we're going to interview the president, and um, what are the top questions that people want to ask about? So he asked about, like, climate change, and he asked about legalizing marijuana, and he Mm -hmm. asked about, um... Was the other one uh, Republican versus Democratic, whatever? Like all in all, this was like like you hear a vice, you know, you always expect like the hard hitting, fucking brutal, yeah, yeah. viceitude. But like you're not gonna get that with the fucking president. You're never gonna get that with the president. And like on on Reddit, all the all the like in the, in the thread where they put it up, everybody's being like, oh, Shane Smith pussied out, whatever. But like you can't you, like you can't do an interview with the president where you just you'll lay add, into him you'll about ask shit. one question like that, and the press secretary will be, be like, like nope, that's not and, on the list. Yep, and we're done, and it's shut down. So with that in mind, I still think that he brought up very tough to ask questions. Like he said, you know, the most. By far, the most the question most people are interested in is marijuana legalization, and 
like I don't think I've ever seen an interview where somebody put that to 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 Obama straight up yeah. like here here's how it is and his responses to all of the questions were like very measured intelligent funny chill like yeah I like he's a good speaker and um I didn't like this was totally worth watching it was like yeah. entertaining in and of itself but um he was like listen there's a lot of important stuff going on in the world right now if marijuana legalization is the most important thing on your mind you're looking at the world wrong you know which yeah. is not terrible argument yeah. and, he, and he's like so listen the states are all are all pushing for it and if enough states decriminalize then we'll do that in the federal level too no problem like yeah. i don't know it was good i was like and i kind of like i like i can kind of see that a little bit like I, again i mean like it, yes I, I don't really smoke pot so yeah. i have like very and i don't live in america yeah so like <laughs> i'd have like i have like really no horse in this race but when i think about like my big budget politicians i'm like i kind of prefer them thinking about like wars and things yeah as opposed to whether or not pot's legal like no, like no like, problem with that like let let it happen on the state level on the like whatever level and like and then just maybe let it like escalate up. but but if the question gets put to them it, it it like more than i care about them saying yeah let's decriminalize marijuana i care that they would say that just because it shows about how they think about other stuff you know yeah, exactly like like trudeau famously yeah. said yeah you like yeah i smoke pot and yeah also i would decriminalize so like I don't necessarily care, but yeah, good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama. Like I watched the end of uh, Sonic Highways, the yeah. uh, the Foo Fighters oft mentioned documentary <laughs> documentary series, which I voted as one of my favorite shows of 2014. Yeah, and yeah, and he's in the finale talking about American music with Dave Grohl. And yeah, again, I was like, it's kind of dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're like, huh? <laughs> like Barack Obama. Like, but just... isn't that the thing about second term presidents? They just like. Kind of don't just fucking do anything. Dave Grohl's doing a documentary about rock music or whatever. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll fucking do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, uh, the what do you call it? Like the the various various instances of like him blocking. He blocked the um, the expansion of the Foundstone Keystone Foundstone Keystone Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline. Yep. And also, I forget what it was. He issued like an executive order, like that, like stumped something. Like basically, like using his president powers to kind of like. At least slow down the Republicans, right? Because the Republicans yeah. have both houses. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, but basically, like President Powers still has like some. He has veto. Yeah. Well, he, has, he has vetoes, and also can issue executive orders, which yeah. like can basically issue temporary laws. At Saturday Night Live had like an amazing sketch where there was like making fun of the uh, the I'm just a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. a bill sitting yeah, yeah. on Capitol Hill, and one day I might be. And I like, just doing the whole song, and then like. Yeah. This like other piece of paper just comes up smoking a cigarette and they're like, Who are you? He's like, I'm an executive <laughs> order and I pretty much happen. <laughs> it's just like he's like but the bill's like, but I gotta go like pass through the house and get votes and the guy's like Executive order. <laughs> executive order, don't care. It's just like I was like, ah, oh, it's hilarious. So the other big um big thing he got asked about was um I don't know how much you heard about this, but anyway the no well that was we could talk about that also, but the um the he's been dealing with the Ayatollah of Iran with a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. and then the Republicans in the House got together and sent a letter to the Ayatollah, being like, "Hey, you should not deal with the president because anything that he does, we're going to stop because we control the whatever." Yeah. So a lot of people have been calling them out on that, saying it's like basically treason if you go against yeah the, yeah. the legally elected prime like president of your country. That's like literally what 
treason is when yeah. you go to other world leaders, you know, behind his back. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Obama was like, you know, I'm embarrassed for them. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is, what a bad move it is, you know? Yeah. And how, like, think about it from, from another world government's perspective. Are you ever going to trust those guys with anything? Yeah. You know, and the Republican Party right now, he even, he even was like, listen, the Republican Party in the past has been for a lot of change and a lot of good stuff. And right now it stands for nothing other than diametrically opposing whatever I say. Yeah. And that's not healthy under any circumstance. And young voters right now know that. And the Republican Party is just going to have to grow up and yeah, it's, it's going to change. Did you read the, uh, hear about the Azealia Banks interview? Uh, I did not. Okay, so did you say going to get that cunt? Getting eaten a whole uh, bunch. She had a lot of like, like fifty times in a row. She had a lot of like sassy, sassy <laughs> Azealia Bank stuff. Okay, like like one of her one of her things is that like a lot of people are like she's like a big uh, supporter of like black rights and like whatever. Sure. And like one of the things that like, she often says is she's like she's like in the same way that like she's like I don't know if all black people identify this way, but like but I personally do. She's like I do not feel like America is my country. She's like, in the same way that, like, someone who is transgender feels like they are existing in the wrong, like, body. Interesting. She's like, I do not feel America is my country. And she's like, I was, my people were brought here. Like, she's like, this is, she's like, and I understand. She's like, white people colonized it. So they came here by choice. My people were brought here by white people. She's like, why, why, this is like, she's like, when you talk about, like, reparations and whatever else like that, she's like, this is kind of what you're talking about is, like, She's like, I do not feel like Americans in my country. She's like, the only parts where I feel like, I was like, oh, I can kind of get behind this are places like New York and L.A. where there's, like, intelligent white people. The reality of it is the whole middle section is, like, <laughs> fat, ignorant Americans. And that is what America is. They're like, that is the real America. Is They're like, that's not the America we put on TV. It's not the America that makes our music. It's not the America that makes our art. That's all, like, on the coasts. And it's like, all. and you think, think about, like, all the cities are pretty much, like, clustered around in this area it's pretty colossally narrow-minded it is super narrow-minded but she's like but she's like i cannot she's like i cannot express any other reason why who is elected is elected like wait wait what in terms of like the the republican majority oh she's like everyone i talk to is a democrat yeah because i go to major cities where there's an intelligent people right she's like that she's like and i'm not saying i don't feel Welcome in those places. Right. She's like, I do not feel welcome in the vast majority of the landmass that is America. She's like, that is not my country. Interesting. And I was like, and I, uh, obviously she's talking in big giant, she's like a 23 year old rapper. Yeah. She's talking was, in big, yeah, big, big, big know, old broad strokes. Big old broad strokes. Okay. But I can kind of see where she's coming from. It's kind of like, it's one of those things where like when we are like, how the, fu- who's voting fucking conservative? And yeah. Like it's people who are like, we don't have anything in common with people from Alberta. Like, they live a very different lifestyle from us. Yeah. I'm not saying they're rural, rural humans. Rural, I guess. Like, but I think the difference pre- is even bigger sure in America. I'm pretty sure there's less people in Alberta than there is in Montreal, right? Probably. Yeah. But I think I said, I yeah. think that this is a much smaller scale in Canada, just yeah. in general. We're of 30 course. million people overall. Yeah. I think it's a way bigger deal in America. When you think about, like, just where all the, like, where all of, like, the image of America comes from, it's basically New York and L.A. Yeah. And that's well, not cool America because cool there, there's America. a lot of there's a lot of not cool America imagery that gets thrown <laughs> around that like exactly but, but like she's selling that country way fucking short like there are a ton of a ton of cities that are in between LA and New York that have that are fuck like Chicago is fucking right in the middle and it's fucking it's fun still near Canada it's very near Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the not cool part of Canada Toronto yeah but do you want to pause.
No, just fucking keep talking okay. like we normally but do. But I'm just going to talk all by myself. Yeah, you are. Okay. So anyway, this is usually this works when someone like ducks out of the room or whatever because there's like three people. So, but like right now, like John is the one who left. So I don't really know what to talk about. I'm just going to take this time to shamelessly plug. Uh, oh yeah, fucking vote. <laughs> Best of Montreal. That's a good thing to plug. Cult Montreal is running their um, Best of Montreal issue coming up in a month. And you should totally vote for the 9to5 Entertainment System as your favorite podcast in Montreal. And 9to5.cc is your favorite website in Montreal. And John as Montreal's best hamburger. Jesus Christ, man. You can't act like a professional and just keep talking. It would just be so weird. I would be like, usually it's a discussion. Now this is just Keith just rambling It would taken on. like five seconds. This is how long I was going for. Yeah, well. Yeah. The listeners. They, it wasn't like it was dead. Thanks for listening, listeners. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, right. Go vote in best Montreal. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Totally. Check this thing out. And it's because it's only 15 minutes. Like, and they jump from the the climate change. The climate change stuff was also awesome because it was like Obama's like people like this is real. And there's people like th- like normally there would be debates about about policies, how to address issues. In this case, it's a debate about whether a thing that is real is real or not. Yeah. And like literally everybody capable of making an informed decision about this. Is, is in agreements that, that there is something that has to happen. There's like a new report that just came out that says 24, in a hundred years, 2014 is going to be the year where people were like, oh shit, we actually can't turn this around. And, and the debate is still throwing snowballs at people in fucking, like, in, in a parliamentary building. Like, what the hell, man? Climate change isn't real. I have a snow. Yep. See, guys, this snowball is evidence. Climate change is not real. Holy shit. Holy shit. Fucking terrifying. Yep. Anyway, that's it. You should check it out. I watched an internet video that probably would have been better suited to watch the Obama video. Okay. I watched a 20, I want to say 26 or 27 minute uh, exploration of Triple H. Yeah, you were writing about this in the thread yeah, today. It, oh, it's yeah, it's actually really cool and is a good video if you have the like the, the few, like the, the like 25 minutes or whatever. To like, if you have a fan, if you know someone who's a fan of wrestling uh-huh. and they're like, they're like, and you're kind of like, why? It's so dumb. It's so fake. It's so over the top. It's so cheesy mm-hmm. and whatever. This video by like just focusing on like the the 20-year character arc of the character Triple H, like how wrestling can be interesting because you're literally is a weekly show that has had a 20-year storyline with a single character. Okay, can you give me the Reader's Digest version and try and make it entertaining for a guy who doesn't find this stuff entertaining? I feel like you should watch the video. Really? Anyway, so the guy is that good? It's it's pretty entertaining, and he, okay. he does it. He does it very funny and whatever. Like he does like all of the. What, also, what's what's the setup? It's like it's like the actor talking about his it's, Triple H character. It's Max Landis, no, it's Max Landis who's from. You recognize him when you see him. He's like okay. from some comedies and all that stuff. Right. Who's doing a voiceover? He's just sitting there, kind of like doing a narration, and they kind of do the uh, the drunk history thing, yeah. where whenever. Whenever a character in like the flashbacks is talking, it's yep. just his voice doing the narration. So he's like, so Shawn Michaels shows up and he's like, ooh, I flipped my hair. Right. And I'm like a male stripper or something. I don't understand my gimmick. Been around. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, but it, like whenever he's talking as a character, the character is talking like that. And also all the wrestlers are replaced by hot women. So like Wait, in the, in the what? reenactment, Triple H is a hot woman. Shawn Michaels okay. is a hot woman. The Undertaker is a hot woman. They're all like dressed <laughs> like their characters. Right. But they're just all hot women. Except for, of course, China is a manly buff dude because it's the only woman. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. like, And he just – it's very, like – I've never even, like, thought about it that way. But, they, but like, he was kind of, like, emphasizing that one of the things that wrestling fans have that a lot of other shows don't. He's, like, literally imagine 
20 years of Game of Thrones. Right. Because he's like, that's kind of what's been going on. He's like, there are storylines that date back two decades that are like still things that happen. Like an older wrestler can show up and he's showing up with that history behind him. Like when Ric Flair shows up, you go back and watch 30 years of Ric Flair from him in the 80s and stuff. So you're like... I don't know if I really think it's fair to say it's Game of Thrones no, level. No, 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 no. Like, like, let's... It's let's... certainly... Like, and I mean, like, and even right right at, right at the very end, he makes the admission. He's like, don't get me wrong. Wrestling yeah. can be really bad sometimes. Yeah. He's yeah. like, but when it's good, he's like, it can be great. Okay. Like, he like he, he makes that admission. He's not saying, like, oh, wrestling is the best ever. But it's like, and just like, he's like taking his one little story of Triple H. Okay. Like, it, like I said, okay. I would say... Okay, can you give me, like... Like, one thing. I don't know the first fucking thing about this guy. Why is Triple H interesting for any reason? Triple H is interesting because he started off as, like, his character was a, like, a blue blood from Connecticut, like, moneyed America, where he showed up in, like, it's kind of inexplicable why he started wrestling. Okay. He was kind of like, uh, like, William Regal brought him in. Or whatever, because William Regal was like British, and then they became the Blue Blood, so they were like the the they American were both like hoity-toity. Yeah, exactly, yeah. hoity-toity American, hoity-toity British guy, and that's like how they got in. So they were like okay. in the story of wrestling. You're like, why is this guy wrestling? And then you're like, but then he's like, you need to kind of think about like, and he's also a bad guy. And you're like, so he's wrestling because he's entitled. So okay. like the first thing you need to know about the character, if you want to like follow a twenty year character art, is like he's wrestling because he thinks he can do it better than the common man. Okay. So it's like, that's something about the character. He doesn't need to wrestle. The only thing he has to, like, he just thinks it's easy because he's, like, rich and powerful. Okay. So you're like, so you just, like, start with this character. And then you're like, and he traces, he's like, he's, he's like, he's like, as much as his, like, persona has changed, that core bit of, like, entitlement has had a through line on every version of, like, DX him, Game of Games him, the corporate version of him that's running now. They're like, he's always, like, clung to that, like, that entitled, weaselly, shitty thing, like, hiding behind his friends or whatever, and finally, like, huh. it, trying to interfere. And they were like, when the character should have been his biggest, they were like, again, like, gifted within the storyline. Right. When the character could otherwise have dominated the business, the character was, like, unfortunately wrestling at a time where Stone Cold was around, where The Rock was around, where Chris Jericho was around, where Mankind was around, where right. The Undertaker's still around. So he's like, in a time where the character's like, I should be champion in any other time I'm champion. But there's more powerful forces at play right now. And again, like, played it off on the character. Like, the character's yeah. like, you should fucking, I should be the one, or whatever. And then, like, guys like The Rock and Mankind just beat his ass. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but it's like, but the character didn't, like... It's kind of interesting how they... Anyway, the whole thing is, like, pretty... It's funny enough that, like, the comedy keeps it going and watchable. And when you're kind of watching, you're like, oh, man, they, like... They legitimately, like... Thought about this. Thought about this. And, like, this... Or, I mean, or just maybe Paul Triple H thought about this and was like, I never want to, like, abandon a character and completely reboot. I'm going to always, like, make my transitions more natural and, like, and keep all that stuff together. Like, it's pretty fucking cool. And I was like... I watched it and I was like... Like, the best was Scott... Nine to five, Scott. Uh-huh. Sometimes he's here. <laughs> yeah, when he was like, he's like, this, he's like, watching that video nearly made me a Triple H fan, and I've like never been a Triple H fan. And Scott watches like a lot of wrestling. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, I never really got into the character, but I was like watching this video and I was like, huh, that's a really great character. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I okay. It was pretty funny. So speaking of wrestlers, yeah. I finished reading a book called The Princess Bride that oh, yeah. I had never read before. Really? Of course, we're all like super familiar with the movie. Which I rewatched like pretty recently, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and um, like I realized I know like every scene in it off by heart. 
Yeah, well, despite... a lot of the dialogue is like ripped right out of the book, right? Like... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the book is like the movie is almost a scene for scene work of the book, with some like very small exceptions that like you sort of understand why they took him out because it would have been really complicated to put together or would have like unnecessarily dragged out the uh, the film. And then also there's like um, they do backstory for Fezig and um, uh, Inigo Montoya. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like other when, than you killed my father. Other, yeah, yeah. Like, like when they get introduced, it it does like a little chapter that just like talks about their life before. And it like while it's cool, it doesn't necessarily like push the story along. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. kind of get it. It's like backstory. It's backstory. It's stuff that goes in books, not always in movies. It's, but it was like super charming. I, I like. Yeah. I couldn't believe how okay. delightful it was. I remember. Like, I read the book in high school. Yeah. Like, I was surprised you. I have a copy on the bookshelf. Right. You, I don't know maybe where you got yours from. Like, uh, I just picked it up. Just yeah. found it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I remember it being like a bit darker though. Like, like I feel like more people died, maybe or something. Mm, nope. The only thing that was ever so slightly darker was that, like, that they glossed over in the film, like when he's getting tortured to death. They okay. talk like a little bit more clearly about that. Okay. And also in the backstory for Fezig and um, Inigo, like they have like shitty backstories, mm-hmm. like. Like, the whole, like, Inigo's father getting murdered, they go into big detail about how that happened, okay. and how the Count murdered him, and what it did to Inigo. And then, like, um, so, like, yeah, it is darker, but all of those elements were present in the film. And, I like, I, I don't think it was too dark to read to your kid, which is kind of, like... Well, that's that's the setup. That's of like the, film. the setup of the film. Well, yeah. what's interesting in the book, that's not quite the setup, right? Like, it's it's a guy talking about how he... He he bought the book for his son, yeah. and then his son fucking hated it. And then he went through and read the book and realized that when his father was reading it to him, he, his father was actually like taking out all of the shitty parts of the book. So he rewrites the book as like an abridged "The Princess Bride," yeah. and then that's the that's the the like story, <laughs> which I don't think is real. I don't think there actually is an unabridged "Princess Bride." Just look into that. Yeah, I really doubt it. I think I think it's just like an incredibly clever setup for a book, and then yeah, yeah. and then like all throughout the book, there are the like little bits where like, oh my god, at this point, there's like thirty pages about royal pageantry in the in the country of whatever that I'm gonna take out because it's shitty. Yeah. It was wonderful. I like I, I it was like super fast. Like you read it in two days. You also read Ready Player One. I did also read Ready Player yeah. One, which is probably more worthy of discussion. But you also the, read it in two days. I did. I actually <laughs> had insomnia that night, and I read I think like 180 pages in one yeah, day. Yeah, like it's, 250. A su- it's a super yeah. like. It lends itself to, like, it, it's the story moves really fast, and like the language is like pretty simple, and yeah. it's like the the it's a book that's like structured like a video game, where you're like literally reading it, being like, I want to get to the next boss. So, yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, totally. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I want like because I mean, as you, I, I wrote a pretty big blog about it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's like, the it's internet quest. flipped their shit over it, right? Like, it was huge. Yeah, that year. Yeah. yeah, it was last year, two years ago. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, I think it was like 2013. Yeah, it was like the soft cover came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely like, and it's like it's tons of fan service, but... which is fine. Like, like when you after you're like ten pages into it or fifteen pages into it, you know you're in for like a cheesy, yeah. fucking lighthearted romp through eighties pop culture, and yeah. and like the the character's gonna win and get the girl. Like, like there's just no ambiguity yeah, exactly. that that's what you're in for. I think, I, I think Pat was like bitching about. He's like, yeah, but like, you know, he's like, doesn't it end like he becomes a billionaire and gets the girl? And I'm like. Obviously, it's, it's, it's how, <laughs> what else do you think is going to fucking happen in this? Like, yeah, I don't even feel bad about spoiling that. It's like, yeah. it's a movie about like eighties movies. It's a book about like eighties movies and eighties pop culture and whatever else like that. Yeah. Like, 
what other ending could there it's, possibly it's, be? It's also kind of like a, a test for your own geek cred to, to see how many I mean, of those references you get. There are so many. There were so many. And I, I, I thought I did pretty well with the video yeah, games. Yeah. And I thought I did pretty well with like the TV and yeah, characters yeah. and quotes I thought I did okay with. But yeah. there was a lot of like anime robot shit that was over yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like just to, to, to set it up, it's like a billionaire basically leaves his billion dollar like fortune and technology to the first person who can find like the secrets that he's like hidden around in this giant VR system. Yep. And the video game creator or the, the creator, the billionaire was like his happiest time was the eighties. So there's an entire subculture of people that get obsessed with the eighties, even though it's like in the far future. Yeah. So those people that are obsessed with the eighties are like upset because like, they don't know necessarily where within eighties pop culture, there's going to be clues to find the the billion dollar payoff. Yep. So it's like when and like the people they're called like egg hunters because they're looking for Easter egg hunters or shortened to gunters. Yep. And like the gunters, there are like entire sequences of it where they're just talking in quotes, like yep. pretty much. Like they'll just like one person will show up and like drop a line, and the other person will like look up and smile, and then say another line, and then another person will say another line, and they're all like from different movies, and it's still a coherent conversation, but they're just quoting things, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, <laughs> fucking ridiculous it would I, like I, it was wonderful fun i cannot recommend this enough to any nerd type person okay yeah so we have a special guest john do we yeah okay we're gonna we, we talked about this at the she top might of the oh man she's yeah, giving yeah, a mic ready you want some help with that thanks she thanks she wants some help with it okay so with the beginning of the hour we talked yeah. about dawson's creek yeah and there's we i think i might have even sang the song a little bit where i was like i don't want to wait wait it's it's not the like the brother song Anyway, that song is by some band. That was a good singing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, that song is by some band, and I noticed right away uh, that apparently on the Netflix version, there is some other Jan Arden song that is not that song that's That was playing. Jan Arden? She no, 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 huge. that wasn't Jan Arden. Oh, okay. So Jan Arden wrote a song for this show okay. called Dawson's Creek. Yes. And then they played this other song, the I Don't Want to Wait song, on commercials building up to Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And... The other song? The other song. The I don't want to wait. Yeah. That song. Not that other. Other Jan Arden song is called Run With Me or something like that. Okay. And I feel like this is way more information about either no, no, Dawson's Creek or little, Jan Arden <laughs> than I really wanted to have. a little bit of about the song. Yeah. Anyway. So. And as they. Anyway. So. But that. The song became like a hit radio song. Okay. And they already had like some of the rights for the advertising. And then they were like, this is already a song that everybody's associating with the show. Yeah. And we're getting all this free publicity because it's like the fucking song of the summer. Okay. So they like tied it in with Dawson's Creek. And on is the song "Ooh, What You Say"? No, mm, no, it's yeah. "I Don't Wanna Wait." Okay, oh, okay. Yours oh, is the OC. I sang it like fucking five what? times. At Yours this is the OC. Mm, oh. Just say it's when an OC guy oh, gets killed. Oh yeah, okay. Anyway. Don't get your teen. TV don't get your teen melodramas confused. Wrong. So anyway, right? I have already done that thing. Nonetheless, <laughs> so but internationally. It's often been this Jan Arden song. Huh. Other than so North they like America. just changed it's it. It's honestly the worst. It's the worst. The song. other Jan Arden song. Yeah, the yeah, Jan Arden the song. The one is that's on Netflix for Canada right now uh-huh. is the worst. But it's the one that's on Netflix for always because this was the international song for it that they had already paid for as a theme song. Yeah. Uh, and we're playing it everywhere except for North America. The, Crazy. And then when it came to DVD releases, right. they didn't want to pay for the song. Like they did it. For the first season, they paid for the song again. Yeah, and then for that was like when House lost the massive attack tune. Yeah, they lost Teardrop for one season, and all the fans were like <laughs> flipping out, being like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then anyway, yeah. So how do I know that the fucking Jan Arden song? Jesus Christ, Keith! How the fuck do you know well, any of this crap? Well, because Sarah's been watching fucking Dawson's Creek. 
Really? She, she powered through the entire first season and like somewhere in the middle of the second one. Yeah. And I'm always like, whenever a new episode starts up, it's like this Jan Arden, like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, the only thing I know about Dawson's Creek <laughs> is that I don't want to wait. Yeah. And, like, and I'm like, why is that song never happening in this house? Yeah. And Sarah's watched all of it. So yeah. that's why the song is hold different. Hold on, hold on. So we have special reporter, special Sarah McGarvey, voice, voice of the 9 to 5 <laughs> podcast world. She introduces yes. literally every one of these things. True. <laughs> what is happening in Dawson's Creek right so, no, now? Oh, my God. Right now, they're going to their dance. No, no, no. Stop it. No, I want to know. Okay, wait. I want to know. I'm in the middle of an episode right now. I know. You paused it to come in here. But before you tell about what what's happening right now, how is the show so compelling that you watched the first season Funny. and then immediately were like, season two, here I come. You didn't even do that with House of Cards. We finished House of Cards season <laughs> yeah. two, and she was like, I want to take a little break before starting season three. Not so with Dawson's Creek. Yeah, but Why was season one House so of Cards great? is pretty heavy. Yeah. But sell me House on of season Cards one of Dawson's heavy. Creek. Dawson's Creek, amazing. Okay, season one. <laughs> season one, just season tell me one. about season one. You got a uh, teacher being a pedophile. Boom. A checklist. Yeah. Episode number one. <laughs> Um, you have girl That's next door one? who's a whore. Teacher, wait, pedophile teacher is episode one. Episode one. Jesus Christ. Okay, hold on. Is is the whore thing like literally she sells her body for money or she no, just sleeps no. her? No, no, she's like the whore as like how a girl will call another girl a whore. She's the town bicycle. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she was from New York. This is Jen, all right? This is Jen, the one character whose name I have not learned yeah. in the so Jen, several weeks the blonde. of Sarah Jen, okay. Who the looks, blonde who has 40-year-old hairstyle. Yeah, well, that's in season two. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> okay. Come on, buddy. Okay. Get with it, Keith. <laughs> right. All right. So she is. So, she moves into like this small town, Dawson's Creek. I don't okay. know what the is, town is, is name the, is. Is the town actually I'm called making, Dawson's Creek? I'm making yeah. that. I'm not sure. No, no, because it's Dawson's Isn't Creek. Isn't that the, the setup? Main, is the main Dawson? character's it's name is creek. Dawson. All right, guys. And I think it's like, say it's like Sunnydale Creek. Oh, but because the main character's name is Dawson, it is Dawson's Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to call it She Moves Into Dawson's Creek. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> you've watched an entire season and a half of it. She's the whore because she got sent to her grandparents' house for having sex. I like, oh, they're all 15. At season one, 15. They're all, all 15. 15. They're all 15, but they're clearly 20 year old actors. Yeah. No, like 30 year old. Yeah, not in their late 20s. Yeah. It's like a Save by the, the Bell kind of stuff. I read over some of the James Vanderbeek had to shave like three times a day on the set of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> That's hilarious. To just try to like. And also the best part. Okay, okay come on, Keith. Anyway, you know somebody had Keith. to shave James Vanderkeek. Yeah, <laughs> fucking do that shave himself. Shave me. Shave me. Shave break. Okay. It's shave break. So what? What is shave the? What break. is the big? What, is there an overarching anyway, storyline in season one? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold we have whore. We have Dawson. We have pedophile. So New York whore <laughs> moves into her grandparents next door. Dawson's like, oh my god, first boner I ever got because I'm 15 and I saw a girl that I'm attracted to. That's that's total Boom. bullshit. Episode... You have boners when you're a little kid. But Don't that's fucking... how they make it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's like when episode one. you have a guy one. in his late 20s I'm still on episode one. That's episode what I'm saying. one We don't have packed. infinite time for Dawson's how, Creek. How do you know, not... Dude. This is great. How do you not keep watching after that? That was just episode one. Okay. And then, anyway, Joey's like... Joey is Katie Holmes. And yeah, I did not understand like, that when you were telling oh, me about blah, the show blah, that Joey blah, was blah. a girl. Sorry. And she's like super like negative and whatever. And then she's like, I love Dawson. And then last episode, they kiss in front of their window and Jen watches. Boom. So that's season, season two one. Starts. Hold on, that's the drama of season one. So the drama of season yeah. one is that is their best friends so forever. Dawson has a case. And they sleep me, with each other. The name of the city is Cape Side. Cape Side. Can I? Can I try? Can, give me. I'm going to try to recap season one. Dawson is a movie nerd. You forgot yes. that. Who? Yeah, but this doesn't matter. Has a whore moves in from New York who got sent to live with her grandparents because she was too much of a slut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joey, aka Katie Holmes, 
is sad because her parent, mom is dead. Yeah, her mom's dead and dad's in jail. Her mom is dead, so she's all super depressed. And she lives with okay. her sister. Like she should arguably be a goth, but instead she wears like flannel and jeans because it's the nineties. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Pacey, who Pacey, is, yeah. fucked his teacher when he was like fifteen. Yeah, so like, he's a yeah. high fives for Pacey. Nice. First sexual. Yeah, encounter exactly. First sexual encounter with the teacher, and then that sexual she's tension like, just carries through the whole time. Yeah, right? she's like nice. forty or whatever, but they have sex yeah. like all the time. It's and really so gross. Dawson, I just scream pedophile rape at the screen for like an hour <laughs> pedophile, pedophile rape. rape pedophile rape <laughs> yeah exactly but like this was presented as again it was like a through line it wasn't like a very special episode right. where P- pacey gets abused by the teacher and then like they deal with it it's like this is a storyline pacey is a guy yeah pacey's a guy yeah pacey's a guy, that guy a who went on to, ain't no like, rules in dawson's creek i know <laughs> it's crazy pacey's the guy who went on to broadway in london he's the only one who didn't keep doing stuff you mean who kept doing stuff no, who didn't? Who didn't? Okay. Who, oh, I see. I see. He became a stage actor, yeah. like right. um, Michael Keaton in Birdman. Right. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll hit that after. Yeah. yeah. So that's season one. Season one. Boom. Okay. Now you're in season two. Now what's, I'm what's in season happening? two. So yeah. seems like the horror is a new friend so, who's also a horror. So Jen is like, oh, when Dawson doesn't love me anymore, and now she's like, I'm gonna rebel. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, isn't she already rebelling? If she was well, like, no, because she start, she wanted to clean silly, clean clean city, clean silly. Um, so her and Dawson never had sex. Okay, and he was like, "You had sex with the whole town, and you won't fuck me." Well, not the whole <laughs> town, but like all of New Fucking York. <laughs> Dawson's rationale is completely right. Like, um, you fucked all of New York, and now you're in a little town. Please you won't fuck, fuck me. me. Yeah. Are um, Dawson and Joey broken up? No, Dawson. And Dawson and Joey are still dating, and it's like it's complicated because they've been friends Jen? forever. They, no, they haven't had sex. Oh, okay. No, Dawson has not had sex. Okay, Dawson but he is wants a virgin. to have sex with anybody. Yeah, Pacey's birthday just happened. 50. Just checks out. Yeah, checks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dawson willing to have sex with anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Pacey's now sixteen. Oh shit! Ooh. He's the oldest one. Yeah. He just so has he... big sixteenth birthday. Yeah. No. They forgot about his birthday. Drama. Drama Bob. How do you forget about... And then this new chick moved in. I don't remember her name. I'm watching it, but I don't know her her name. She's another blonde. Okay. She's preppy and annoying. And right now, they're at their first school dance. Okay. How many seasons of this are there? Five or six? No, there's four. That's it? I think so. This was huge, wasn't it? How did it only get four four seasons? Well, like, they're all like 40... How are they supposed yeah, exactly. to be Exactly, they like, can't keep going that long before they're, they're like, all look uh, way James Vanderbeek now has gray in his hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to like, I want to know how long this runs. So okay, so But it's not really their first dance. They actually went in the first season and they're like acting like they didn't go because Jen went with the football player and Dawson's like we got to go to the school dance so I can win her. And then he started being all Who's macho. Was he trying to win? Jen. Jen. Okay. In the first season. Okay. Before yeah. he was but dating then, Joey. Yeah, and then Got he's it. like, oh, now I love you, Joey, because you like put on a dress and lipstick. It ran for six seasons and 128 episodes. 128 episodes? Yeah. I can't wait. So they're all 22? I'm going to finish this next week. I want to know. Okay, fucking. Okay, so when did it start? Let's, let's do some real quick math. So. In 98. The show. Started in 98. Started in 1998. And while I'm looking for it, James Vanderbeek in 1998. Yeah. How old was he? In 1998, he was 77, 87, 97. He was 21. Okay. When the show started, That's playing a 15 year old. Yeah. When the That's show ended, bad. though, he'd be like he's 28, 28. playing a 20. But is it a year per season? Kind of like, well, it's like a. I don't know. No. 
No, season one and season two kind of go into each other. So the the first episode of season two is them kissing in front of the window, being like, "But oh, oh should we?" Yeah, so it's not necessarily a school year per year, dude. Right. So you might still be predict like in high school at the it end. Might of be season like six. seventeen. Well, yeah. Okay, but didn't fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer have that same thing? She looks so old at the end of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. at least like they didn't talk about age, and she was not at school. She was like out of school, out of yeah. like working in like the dungeon or whatever. Right. Trying to see was. if any of them. Are like much older. No, no, they're all Michelle Williams and Katie Holmes were both okay. like seventeen. 18. So, Sarah, would yeah. you recommend that anybody else watch this show? Like, what is going on? It holds up, really. So, if you watched it, you will still like it. So if you watched it and enjoyed it, like if you were if you were to compare it to something else, what if I'm a boy? If you watched it, you'd probably still like it. Really? If you watched it, if I watched, if you it. had ever watched it. Does it hold up? I didn't, I didn't watch like, it's, it ever. It's like okay, so good bad. It. It's like yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. It's good, bad. Like, we just talked about, like, rape in the... Well, not rape. Statutory rape. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. In the first fucking episode. Like, it doesn't actually happen right away, but it happens, like, pretty right away. She's, right. Making, she's pulling the moves. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's gross. It's really gross. Huh. Those are Dawson Creek men. It reminds me of Pretty <laughs> Little Liars. The first episode of Pretty Little Liars is, like... But that's it. Okay, that, that, actually, I have a legit question about Dawson Creek, Dawson which is, Creek. like... Don't watch Pretty Little Liars. No, no, no. But, like, my only real experience with, like, teeny bopper shows is the fact that, like... It's, like, Saved by the Bell, I've but, watched like, Calm. the entirety of Gossip Girl. Uh-huh. I've watched all, like, 100-something episodes of Gossip Girl. I don't Gossip know what Girl. that is. Gossip Girl? Yeah. So, Gossip Girl is a show about a bunch of preppy OJ. people on... Uh, a bunch of rich people in New York who go to a private school. No, and, wait, you told me about this. And they get in, into, like, drama about fucking each and, other over. And, and, and the reason that it's even watchable is that it's, like, 100% plot. Like, more happens in an episode of Gossip Girl than, like, happens in, it, this like... This is, like... No, but Gossip Girl is, like, a soap opera. But it's also on crack. But it's, like, like it on happens crack? So, it's, so so Whereas, like, Dawson's Creek is, like, Saved by the Bell, but more serious. And, like, okay. like calm. Like, so, like, people take their time... Right. There's aren't like yeah. people cheat on each other five times in one and no, then backstab no and yet. then take photos and then send it to everybody. Is, is it, oh, it you know what? Creek. It's kind of like the grassy. Yeah. It's kinda is like is, is that part of the deal with Dawson's Creek that it was like safe teen drama? No, it's all about sex. Well, you can it can be about sex and still be safe. Yeah, we're like wholesome. Wholesome, wholesome and yeah. About sex. Like like the girl uh, who is a big slide. Everybody yeah. doesn't like her. You know, until no, they she... don't. They they don't know. She, like, okay. hides it, and then it comes out. And then do they not like her as a result of no. it? No. No? Okay. Okay. Maybe it's not But is she portrayed as a slut? No. Okay. I'm just uh, calling her a whore. So you're calling her a whore. <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> Sarah was raised Catholic, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's obviously a whore. All right. Do you want to talk oh, about Dawson's Creek more, Sarah? Yeah. There was an episode <laughs> just yeah. before. Just before. So it was, like, the whore. And, uh, like, hooked up, like, made a date with a, a fisherman. Who's okay. in town? Who is studying to be this a lawyer? This is a fifteen-year-old high school girl who made a, yes. making a date with a fisherman. The best, the best is yes. actually this is the one scene of Dawson's Creek that I have seen because <laughs> I was trying to take a nap while Sarah was watching it, uh-huh. and she's like, "Here's my number five 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 oh seven six nine. Yeah. and like she just says his number like out into the air because nobody has cell phones or like a pen and paper. I'm like, "What are you doing? What is this happening?" <laughs> and she just said your number out loud in a crowded place, yelling it across to him, and I was like. 
is this what happened? I was like, I don't know enough about dating in the, <laughs> <laughs> the mid nineties that you just yell your number to a person and be like, call me and then yell the number. Yeah, out. but the other girl is like a rich chick who wants to get fucked. So it doesn't matter. Like she wanted a conquest, but the other girl, Jen, so she makes a date with the guy and then they're like making out and they're like on their kitchen table. She lives with her grandmother, by the way. And, Sassy. and then her, and she's like, stop, I'm 16. I'm 16. So she, like became 16 at some point between being 15 and 16 and not having a birthday at uh-huh. all. Yeah. So anyway, she might be lying about that age too. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, she's like, I'm 16, I'm 16. Tell it to your lawyer friends. And she's like, he's like, Oh, what? Oh, and I'm like, how the fuck would you not know that you're like making out with a 16 year old? Cause maybe she got all fucking made up and you have no she got dolled up. Yeah. I don't know. I had to ask you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Everybody had to ask you, what the <laughs> fuck? And then we all thought you I were I was lying. like 20. Yeah? You were 19 at the time. Whatever. That's a double check. Okay, and double you looked like you were 15. Yeah, so why the fuck would you double check with That's a fair. fucking 15-year-old? Why year wouldn't old? you double check? That is fair. The, the fisherman, yeah. like, if you it's look... Who also yeah. Yeah, wants exactly. to be a lawyer. Like, come on. Like, yeah. this is so stupid. I was laughing my ass off. She's a fisherman. And they're, like, making out on the lawyer. table, and the grandmother's like, get off of her, I'll call her the cops. She's and I was fixed, like, dude. oh, shit. And I was like, what? Drama. And, yeah, drama. Cool. Uh-huh. Pretty much at the top of the hour. So that's Dawson's Creek, huh? So that's Dawson's Creek. I guess that's Creek. where we're wrapping on Dawson's Creek. Yep. Man, I had so many video games I want to talk no about. Way. No, too bad. What about what about the <laughs> fucking movie that was good that Bird we Man. saw? Birdman. <laughs> Birdman was, was great. We'll talk about it next week. Masterpiece. <laughs> this was the 90s. <laughs> this is Night of Our Day Systems. Thanks, Sarah. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.